Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the BTF Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Michelle F. Ortman. Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcast the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. Okay, everyone. Well, um, we were supposed to have our host, Fran McNeil, and um, I've been um, uh, trying to reach her, trying to contact her. I, apparently, something must be wrong. I know she was on her way into the studio in traffic, so I hope everything's all right, but um, we haven't heard from her as yet. So um, I'm going to ask everyone to uh, be a little patient. Uh, give us five minutes. I've been, while well, we try to find out, we could locate Ms. McNeil. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, sorry for the uh, broadcast delay. Again, folks, I'm sorry for the delay. I got a message from uh, Ms. McNeil, and she's having some trouble, technical trouble. So um, hopefully we'll be able to start. Um, and I'll see if uh, we can get her to tune in, at least on a call. And um, sorry for the, again, sorry for the, the delay. Our guest today is Michelle Crook, and um, she'll be speaking. So um uh, just give us a few more minutes for our technical difficulties, and uh, I'll get back to you. You know, this is it. Okay. Hello? Friend? Friend? Hello and uh good evening to everyone that's uh tuned in. Unfortunately, our uh, our host, Fran McNeil, um, she had an event that she's attending. So we're going to go ahead and go through the uh, the interview. I'm going to talk a little bit about myself. Um, and uh, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to.
chime in. First of all, my name is Matthew Lampkin. I'm actually the president of the Hartford chapter of uh, BDPA Black Data Processing Associates. Um, I've been an active, actively involved member of BDPA since 2005. Originally, I became interested in BDPA uh, via my sister um, in Houston, and we were having a conversation one day, and she said, hey, Matthew, have you ever heard of this organization called BDPA? And I was like, BDPA? I said, I don't think I've heard of it. So I did some research um, into the organization, and I was just blown away uh, to actually find out that there was an organization which existed, such as BDPA, uh, that was allowed to, to help advance the, the careers of, of information technology professionals. In addition, um, an organization that was very serious and active in introducing uh, youth, whether they were high school students or college students, into information technology. Uh, so with that said, uh, I attended a couple of meetings in the Hartford area at the time. Um, our meetings were held at the uh, Aetna Insurance Company, and our president of the Hartford chapter then was Monroe Glover. Um, initially, the meetings that I attended, uh, I was just kind of a, a meeting participant. I really wasn't too involved. I was just trying to check everything out. And uh, I would say after about the first two meetings, I was absolutely hooked. I was hooked onto what BDPA's goals were and some of the things that they were trying to accomplish within the information technology uh, industry. In addition, at the time, uh, if I can recall correctly, I was in between contracts, um, so I actually was not working at the time. I did have a business, On Point Consultants, which I actually still uh, own and operate with a business partner of mine presently to this day. So at the time, I was actually looking for direction. I was looking for guidance, not only with my career, um, but within my business as well. And BDPA gave me the opportunity to have access not only to other individuals uh, in the Hartford area who were IT related, who had careers based in IT, whether they were project managers, server administrators, database analysts, vice presidents, um, and even CIOs, um, but to have that ability to speak to individuals on a national level. Um, and that's one of the great things about BDPA even if you live in a, in a city which may not be as large uh, as, as some of your other cities, such as New York or Los Angeles, uh, you can reach out to those individuals in those particular cities, and everybody's always willing to, to lend a helping hand um, with your career, with advice, with mentoring. And, and I think that's really something that's, that's priceless um, that BDPA provides that I haven't seen personally uh, too many other organizations be able to provide that service. Uh, <clears throat> upon, com upon becoming a member of the Hartford chapter, um, one of the first things that, uh, that I really wanted to make sure that I was going to do was really volunteer my time. Um, I always made a, a special pact uh, to myself after I graduated from college in 1997 that I said I would always make for sure that I would give back uh, to other individuals. Um, along the way in my life, I was fortunate enough to have fortunate enough to have good guidance from both of my parents, and to have a good support network in place. So I always said that I would always try and give back, and BDPA was the perfect way for me to volunteer some time and give back to other young individuals um, who were coming up into the information technology field. Uh, so for a number of years, I was a 
very active volunteer with the uh, Hartford Chapters High School Computer Competition Program. Um, and in 2005, our team actually placed uh, placed second. And uh, very passionate about that. That's really where I got my true involvement with with, uh, with BDPA. Um, as the years continued to go on, I became the coordinator of the HSCC program, I think in 2008, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but at the same time, I became more actively involved um, in other aspects of our chapter, whether it was uh, going out and meeting prospective sponsors, uh, whether it was scheduling uh, chapter meetings, just networking, just really trying to get the, the organization's name out in the Hartford, Connecticut area. Um, in 2000 and early 2011, our previous president, Mary Uday, um, she actually took a, a great job opportunity in New York City, and at the time, uh, the EPA Hartford, we were without a leader. Uh, I had a few things that I needed to shore up um, in my life on a, on a personal standpoint, and uh, I kind of wavered back and forth and and said, I can't let this chapter die. We have made it to inactive status, and I said, I can't let this happen. I've been too involved in the organization, and I really just thought about the kids that BDPA has helped over the years uh, in so many different capacities. Uh, so that drive, that desire to uh, to keep the kids involved, the students involved, but also that desire that I had to, to really help the Hartford chapter get back to uh, recognition in the local area, but also on a national level amongst BDPA. Those are really the driving forces for why I decided to become president in November of 2011. Just like anybody else, most people in IT, um, they like a good challenge. Uh, they like the challenge of helping others succeed, um, and that's really, you know, what my what my purpose is as, as being a member and a president of, of BDPA Hartford. <clears throat> Since I've taken over um, in November, there's a good amount of uh, things that I'm trying to do to really grow our Hartford chapter to get it back recognized and, and as a as a very powerful organization in the IT arena in the state of Connecticut. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I that I that I saw upon taking on the uh, presidential role was really making sure that everyone knew who BDPA was in the Hartford, Connecticut area. There's kind of a corridor in this area, if you're not familiar with it. You have Springfield, Massachusetts, um, which is about thirty miles north of Hartford. You have Hartford, Connecticut, which is uh, very well known as, as the insurance capital of America. And then you have the New Haven, Connecticut corridor, which features the, uh, the Yale New Haven Medical Center and um, other corporations uh, such as Big Pens, Pfizer's in that area, uh, Prudential, uh, a few other well-known companies. One of the biggest challenges that I that I had on my plate was really trying to get BDPA's name out into the general population, whether that was in the community, whether that was in the corporate America business world, or whether that was in, in the academic setting, such as community colleges, four-year colleges and high schools. Um, I noticed there was a huge problem with individuals and entities not knowing exactly who BDPA was. Um, on a daily basis, as I was advocating BDPA, the question that I got, who's BDPA? What does BDPA do? And I said, you know what, I said, that's a huge problem that I need to tackle first. Um, so what I've been trying to do 
over the past couple of months is really trying to build up a buzz uh, with the Hartford chapter. Um, some of the ways that I've been able to do that is uh, in February we hosted an open house at one of our partners, Travelers Insurance. Um, in March we had a uh, chapter meeting at Travelers Insurance where we had a guest speaker come in and talk about computer forensics, um, and that was received very well um, at that meeting. Recently, at the end of March, I did a, uh, a great event with Middlesex Community College called the Network Event. And uh, one of BDPA Hartford's founding members, uh, Professor Donna Hilton, she actually reached out to me in December. She was curious about what BDPA was doing, and she sent me an email and she said, hey, you know, I've kind of been out of the loop. I want to see what BDPA is doing. Uh, she told me that she was the chair of, a, chair of the Information Systems Department with Middlesex Community College. And from there, we brainstormed, and one of the uh, ideas that we came up with was to hold a network event. And basically what we wanted to do uh, is Middlesex wanted to bring in a bunch of IT professionals from different disciplines, so desktop support, service support, project managers, application developers, security engineers. She wanted to bring in professionals from all of these disciplines, and she wanted the students to kind of have an informal setting, kind of like a, a, a coffee house setting, you know, nice coffee house tables, and each professional would have their own table with literature about uh, their job, and the goal was to to allow the students to talk to the professionals in a, in a very candid and, and informal setting. That was a win-win for both Middlesex and for Hartford BDPA. For Hartford BDPA, it allowed us to get our names out into the community. It allows students to know who we are because um, students are very important to the membership of uh, BDPA chapters. So that allowed us to get our names out to students. But it also allowed our name, it also allowed our name to get out into the academia environment. Um, and from that particular event, um, I've followed up with about four other community colleges in the state of Connecticut who are just excited about the possibility of doing an event similar to what we did with Middlesex. Um, I'm actually in the process right now of doing something with the YMCA of Hartford um, with their Young Achievers program, um, and my hope is we'll be able to take some of their students um, and, uh, and and invite those students to participate in our high school computer competition for uh, 2013. In addition, uh, the YMCA, if they have a branch that's focused on STEM technology, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, BDPA, we're hoping that we can partner with the YMCA uh, for the possibility of uh, collaborating to get some grants in place. So there's a lot of things going on that I'm trying to do uh, with the Hartford chapter. Matter of fact, today I actually attended a uh, all-day CIO and executive summit uh, held in Hartford, Connecticut, that featured probably uh, at least 150 uh, CIOs and executive leaders from different uh, size organizations uh, within the state of Connecticut. So once again, really just trying to get BDPA's name out there. It was a great networking event, um, and I just don't think I would have the opportunity to do something like that with any other organization except for uh, BDPA. Um, I'm also in the process of aggressively uh, building relationships with past sponsors that we've had. Um, some of the past sponsors that, that have uh, sponsored the Hartford chapter include Cigna Insurance, uh, Aetna Insurance, um, and ING Incorporated. So I'm actually trying to rekindle those relationships and uh, 
in the process of bringing on new sponsors. Travelers is probably one of our most recent, recently uh, committed sponsors. They've been in the fray for about the past two years. Um, today's CIO Summit that I attended, my main goal was really to network with different individuals, look for vice presidents and CIOs that would be willing to come in and speak to the Hartford chapter at some of our chapter meetings, and in turn, my hope, my hope and goal is after they speak to the chapter, they will realize the value that BDPA brings to to, uh, to to several corporations. And from that point on, my goal is to is to partner with these corporations, um, sit down with them, understand what their needs are from a staffing perspective, from a diverse IT staffing perspective, and BDPA Hartford. Um, we're going to do our best to help them meet those goals. Uh, I'm also trying to increase our professional talent pool. By talent pool, I basically want to build up as many IT professionals in this area that I can. The bigger my talent pool is, the more beneficial that'll be uh, that'll be to our sponsors who are looking to fill uh, some of their jobs. So that's another thing that I'm working on. I'm always collecting resumes. Um, I'm always sending out resumes to our different sponsors. One thing that I make sure that uh, potential uh, candidates understand is to really reap the benefits of BDPA. They must become a member. Um, there's a lot of a lot of time and effort that goes into uh, having a very successful uh, organization in place. So we really try and stress that that uh, we need people to become members. And finally, one of the last things I'm doing right now is working to increase our collegiate talent pool. Um, BDPA's mantra has always been from the classroom to the boardroom. So uh, one of the things that I'm really trying to do is increase our number of college students. I want to brighten their horizons as it relates to, to careers in information technology. And uh, by doing that, one of the ways we can do that is expose the students uh, to different jobs in information technology. Um, that could be through job shadowing, uh, through mentoring, uh, through internships with some of our sponsors, things of that particular nature. So um, that's one of the last initiatives that I'm that I'm looking to uh, to do. So basically, just to to recap, uh, just trying to get the BDP Hartford brand throughout the uh, Hartford, Connecticut, Springfield, New Haven corridor. I'm looking to aggressively build relationships with past and new sponsors, introducing them to BDPA, and really trying to understand how we can help them meet their needs and goals. Um, I'm looking to increase our professional talent pool and also increase our collegiate talent pool. Uh, one of the things that BDPA has done in the past, um, if you're not familiar with the organization, BDPA has a SITES program. And the SITES program is the arm of BDPA that's responsible for managing and providing educational learning opportunities to high school um, and college students. Uh, one of the ways that the SITES program is implemented throughout BDPA is through our HSCC program, which is a high school computer competition, which has really uh, become one of the main uh, focus points um, for BDPA and their youth involvement over the years. And back in 2005, uh, our president, Monroe Glover, at the time, he wanted to try and educate as many Hartford area youth as we were able to get our hands on. Um, so we kind of had a dilemma back then. Um, HSCC has always been limited to you can send uh, one chapter, can send one team to, to each national convention. Each team is, is composed of three to five students. So 
the dilemma was, you know, we had about 20 or 30 students, and we said, well, you know what, we can only send no more than five kids. So one of the things that we came up with, we didn't want to just limit our students to learning the curriculum uh, that the HSCC competition was based on. So I actually came up with a computer learning program back in 2005, and what that program did was it exposed those students who may have not been uh, familiar with some of the advanced topics that our HSCC students were working on. So we wanted to give the students basic computer skills such as uh, Microsoft Office, how to navigate uh, Windows operating systems, and how to use the Internet effectively and efficiently um, to achieve, uh, to achieve a, a given result. Uh, so that was a program that, that we've always had in place um, to to give as much learning as we could to other students who may not uh, had a desire to be an application developer or a website developer. In 2006 and 2007, um, just by chance, uh, we were able to enter, enter into a partnership with the state of Connecticut and their Department of Children and Family Services. Um, I was actually the the person who ran that particular program, and long story short, basically what we did is um, we had about uh, uh, 25 kids each year, and we provided 18 weeks of IT training to these foster youth. Um, most of the students were ranged in age from eighth grade all the way up to uh, their senior year in high school, and we provided the kids with very basic information technology skills. Um, and in addition, in 2006 and 2007, the state of Connecticut actually financed um, I think about six kids each year to actually attend our national conference. So that was a great, great opportunity for these students. Um, in some cases, you were talking about students who had never been out of the state of Connecticut. In 2006, we went to Los Angeles, and in 2007, if I'm not mistaken, we went to Washington, D.C. So that was a great experience for the students. The students some of the students had never wore suits. Um, some of the young ladies had never worn um, nice uh, business attire. Uh, some of the students had never attended a banquet. So BDPA was able to give those students not only information technology training, but also expose them uh, to, to various settings um, that they possibly uh, could experience further down the line in their life. So that was a great experience for us. Um, to this day, as I mentioned, we're still in the process of getting a chapter back up and running. But our computer learning program, which also does encompass our HSCC program, um, you can absolutely uh, be assured that that program is going to be in the uh, in the mix of things for BDK Hartford chapter. Best practices for our computer learning program is is it's a necessity that you have strong volunteers, people that are going to always have your back, um, and these are your instructors. You're going to need people to run errands from you, uh, run. Uh, various errands for, uh, for you, excuse me. Um, some of these errands could be as simple as running the Kinko's to make copies. Some of the errands could be running to the grocery store to pick up snacks for the students. Um, you're going to definitely need some, some help in running a program. Um, one of the things that I've always learned to do is I always recognize all of my volunteers um, on a daily basis. So if we had class twice a week, I always made sure I thanked all of my volunteers with a firm handshake um, or a pat on the back. Because being a volunteer myself uh, for a, for BDPA and the HSCC program in the past, the thing that's always kept me going that I've always looked for is just a small bit of recognition, a smile and saying thank you. Uh, that, that does wonders, you know, for a person's uh, attitude and dedication to what you're trying to do. 
And one of the last uh, bits of information I have uh, regarding the computer learning program um, that BDPA uh, runs around the country is always keep it simple. If things have worked in the past, um, there's really not a need to change it. Um, you know, it's a fairly simple process what, what BDPA has been trying to implement and actually has success, successfully implemented on the national on a national level with the computer learning programs. Um, so that's just some of the things about our computer learning program, about our HSCC program. Um, as far as career-wise outside of BDPA, um, I actually work for Computer Sciences Corporation, uh, CSC. Um, you can check them out at csc.com. They're IT services provider, IT solutions provider. Um, they're a global corporation with about 90,000 employees. A lot of people are like 90,000 CSC. I've never even heard of the place. But um, it does exist. Uh, has a heavy presence in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area with the United States government, United States military. And there's also a huge presence um, in the European, uh, European space. Uh, various insurance companies and businesses in Europe actually uh actually take advantage of CSC's uh, IT services. I actually work as a security administrator uh, on the United Technologies account. So CSC handles everything on the UTC account, Pratt & Whitney, um, which makes airplane engines, Otis elevators, uh, carrier air conditioning, um, and UTC fire and security. There's a, one or two other business units that I'm missing right now. But we handle 90% of the, of the IT needs. Uh, for United Technologies and their subsidiaries. My particular focus is around uh, uh, LDAP administration. Uh, LDAP is tied into single sign-on functionality and identity management within an organization. Um, my job basically is to uh, provide uh, expertise in the realm of, of ID creations. We have an automated product called uh, it's, it's, uh, Sun Identity Manager. It's actually owned by Oracle now. And my role is to troubleshoot any issues that arise out of a uh, out of the automated LDAP ID creation process. Um, there's over 200,000 um, employees and contractors on the UTC account, and my job is to manage the 200,000 LDAP IDs for all of those employees. Um, LDAP, if you don't know much about it, you can actually use it uh, to grant access to uh, application portals to applications um, that are running from the desktop. You can actually use it to grant access to the Internet, um, to provide external email access. There's a ton, ton, ton of things you can use LDAP for, um, for authentication and validation. So that's my role at CSC. Um, I've been at CSC for about a year at this stint. I actually worked for CSC from 1999 uh, through 2002 on the same United Technologies account. Uh, particularly on a Pratt & Whitney account. And about a year after 9-11 happened, um, due to the cutbacks that Pratt & Whitney was doing as an airplane engine maker that resulted, that came of, came uh, as a result of 9-11, um, CSC was forced to do layoffs. So that was kind of a reality for myself uh, back in 2002 when I was about 23 years old. Um, so altogether, I've been with CSC for about four years. Um, I also have a online. I'm sorry. I also have a, uh, a IT services business that I've had in the, that's been around for about ten years. On Point Consulting, LLC. Um, I actually formed the corporation uh, when I saw the need in the Hartford, Connecticut area to provide 
basic IT service to uh, businesses, small businesses, and consumers. Um, one of the things that I realized when I formed the business is that many people were, were in blunt terms, they were getting ripped off by their IT uh, IT uh, area IT companies. Um, they were giving false information. Um, shabby work has been done, and, and I said, you know what? I think this might be a great opportunity for me, you know, for myself to start a business. Um, I like challenges, and that's really why I started the business. Um, Ten years later, uh, On Point Consultants is, is still running strong. Um, it's been very prosperous, um, and a lot of it has to do with my business partner as well, um, an individual by the name of Eric Plummer, who I've known for more than 11 years. Um, Eric is actually the IT director for a nonprofit here in the, in the Hartford, Connecticut area um, called Corporation for Independent Living. So we've had a great partnership. We've start, we started off with four partners, but uh, we reduced that number to two within about a year of us starting a business. Um, and Eric and myself, we just had a, had a drive to really grow our business um, or whatnot. We don't have any plans right now to take it into a full-time entity, but, you know, there, there's always uh, a possibility that, uh, that that could happen as far as that goes. Um, so hopefully I was able to share a little bit of, of information about myself and the uh, BDPA Hartford chapter. Um, I definitely want to thank the, the BDTF Foundation for, uh, for inviting me on as a guest. And uh, hopefully, you, hopefully you've learned a, uh, a little bit more about uh, BDPA um, and some of the things that, that the organization is trying to do on a, uh, on a national level. With that said, I don't know if our host, uh, Fran, I don't know if she's made it online yet, um, but if she hasn't, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over um, to Michelle Cook, who's actually the national HSCC coordinator, and she's going to talk about her role as the coordinator and, and her history with DDPA. Good evening. Thank you, Matthew. Um, as Matthew said, my name is Michelle Cook, and I am currently operating as the National High School Computer Competition Coordinator. Um, I want to start off by sharing with you how I got involved with BDPA, um, very similar to uh, Matthew and most others, I believe, within the organization. I was looking for an opportunity to give back to the community, and um, I happened to be sharing with one of my coworkers what I was interested in, what I was looking to do, and I was not aware of uh, the BDPA organization. Uh, he was currently a member, one of the officers, in fact, for the Atlanta chapter, and he was currently working on getting our company involved with sponsoring membership for several of the employees who were also interested in taking a look at BDPA and getting involved and uh, seeing what BDPA actually had to offer them. Um, I went to one of our monthly program meetings heard about uh, the high school computer competition and the youth technology program. Um, they had a need for classroom assistance. Uh, that following Saturday or that first Saturday session for the program, I went in and I was hooked. Um, and from then on, I've been involved with <laughs> the high school computer competition program with the Atlanta chapter, starting out as the uh, classroom assistant, attended um, a competition as a chaperone, I think I was chaperone for two years, uh, moved into the coordinator role, and I was coordinator for the Atlanta chapter for about two or three years, and then I uh, came on board up at the national level as the assistant to the national coordinator, 
um, who has recently moved on to some other avenues within the organization. And I now have the opportunity to step into her shoes and continue running the program, um, which I'm very excited about and I'm very much looking forward to. Um, a little bit about my background, I am a um, subject matter expert of sorts in QA, um, particularly related to policies and procedures. Um, QA has been my uh, career since about 1998, and I came in with a company that um, was just working on their software and releasing it to um, to consumers or actually to, to corporations. It was um, cellular billing software. Um, they developed it themselves, so testing was going to be very important before we released it to the masses. Um, following our release to the masses, we became aware of um, a ranking that needed to take place in order for our software to be highly valued by various corporations. Um, this falls in line with the capability maturity model, which has policies and procedures in place to um, standardize behavior within the organization and the structure and how software is built, how it's tested, how it's um, ranked and modeled, all those various things. So with the capability maturity model, we had to go through an education process that I was a part of and then had to go through uh, standardization, which in and of itself took about a year to standardize our processes, do various interviews, with um, all the different organizations, with the entire software development model within the organization um, so that we could standardize all of our pro policies, processes, and procedures so that they would be used from that point going forward, only being updated and modified as necessary based on any um, in the industry standards that might change or be updated. Um, three of my major lessons learned within um, QA um, that are very important, I think, for in any software development lifecycle is to um, make sure that your communication is respect, respectful to all involved, whether it's the BA, whether it's the project manager, particularly the developers. You know, the, the developers are very strong and um, very proud of what they do, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's to be expected. Um, but when you come across QA, and our job is to break that code. And when you break it, you have to be respectful in how do you communicate that to them. One, so that they respect you and your opinion, but then you can work with them to fix it. Makes them look better, makes you look better, and, and certainly be um, respected within the organization. As a QA, um, it's also important to pay attention to detail. Um, when those when that code is put out there and you're testing the whole picture or your unit testing, whatever it is, you have to look at it from end to end. And in doing that, you have to you know, document things. You have to be sure that you know where the code is coming from, where the uh, uh, results are coming from, and where they're going to so that what you're getting and you're pushing out are expected on both ends. And um, thirdly, Always ask, don't assume anything. If something doesn't look right, speak up about it. If you're concerned about something, certainly speak up about it. That makes the entire organization look good, and it also helps avoid problems sooner rather than later. Um, so now let's, let's focus a little bit on the high school computer competition. Um, one of the main goals 
for the organization is to have every chapter representative of the competition. This is not always possible for various reasons. Um, you know, Matthew was speaking earlier about what happened to to the Hartford chapter, and you know, his focus right now is getting that chapter back up and running and and visible in the Connecticut area as well as within the organization itself. Once that has happened, then he's able to fund a program and bring the bring the students to the competition. Um, several other chapters sometimes have trouble getting the funding they need to execute a local program. Um, the funding supports um, how the program is run, the location of the program, um, the elements needed to execute the program, and then above and beyond that, once the team is selected, it's going to take funding to get the students to the competition, which is, you know, that's that's airfare or um, whatever the transportation may be. Sometimes it's train, sometimes it's car or van. That's going to be feeding the students while they're with us at the competition. That's housing the students. And in some cases, depending upon um, the needs of the students, sometimes we have to help them with their attire or any supplies or um, things of that nature that they may need in order to be successful when they're with us at the competition. Um, for this, we we have our annual meeting to come and strategize for the upcoming competition. And what we like to do is to get the coordinators to share lessons learned, things that they have experienced within their own chapters, both successful and not successful. Um, something that's been successful for one chapter may not be successful for another, as well as vice versa. And it gives the coordinators ideas and opportunities to look at things, to talk about and discuss things, and then they can take those things back home to the local chapter, take it to their uh, local planning team, and talk about uh, various things that they might be able to do differently to to raise funding or to supplement things that they need. Another way that we can address the funding is to certainly set up a budget, um, various grants, are available, and then um, also getting BETF involved. BETF has been a great source of funding for our organization overall and for support or assistance. Um, the chapter would need to submit a budget to um, Wayne Hicks, I believe, is the, the best point person for BETF, and he will take that on and work with the coordinator or the chapter president or the finance uh, committee person on that chapter, within that chapter, to see what he can do to help them get the funding that they need to execute their program locally and then bring those students also to the competition so that they can participate and have some success. Um, looking at what HSCC offers in terms of um, STEM-based experiences, they are great and vast. Um, we have the opportunity to expose students to technology. Certainly part of the competition is the web-based web technology that they learn locally. But once they come to the competition, they get to participate in uh, youth technology conference uh, seminars, and every year it's different. Um, depending upon where the conference is that year, as well as what the um, the manager of the uh, youth technology conference has been able to get under belt to to bring to the competition, or I'm sorry, to bring to the conference that will be made available to some of our high school uh, computer competition students. 
There's also an IT showcase that they have an opportunity to observe. Um, and in that comp- that particular confer- or competition, that's sort of a, um, a thesis opportunity. So students have the opportunity to um, research and develop a presentation, and those presentations compete against each other both at the high school level and the college level. Um, they get to observe this and, and see the displays and talk to the students as well, so they're exposed to that. And then certainly other um, corporate sponsors are there, and then certainly um, a wide array of BDPA members are there. And Most all of us are involved somewhere in technology, whether it's programming, QA, project management, uh, entrepreneurship where we own our own businesses, um, with computer repair, robotics, um, a whole wide variety of things. Um, and my my most passionate area uh, for this for uh, the high school computer competition is the idea that we make available for these students the fact that they can start their own business with web development, or if they so if they don't choose to you know start their own business and build websites for small companies for their church for their family members they can also enter into the workforce um, ahead of the curve. So some of the things that some of us who didn't have, you know, this kind of opportunity before heading into the workforce, they, they, they're exposed to team-building exercises and skills. They're exposed to project management. Um, a portion of the competition allows them to, to plan how the team is going to build a website. That's project management. You have, to, you have one day, seven hours to build a website. And the team is, is is anywhere from three to five students, and they have to figure out, you know, make the assignments, who's doing what, how much time do you have to develop your portion of the program. Um, so for those things, I'm very excited about what we offer uh, regarding STEM-based experiences for our students, and it will continue to be that way, and that's very exciting for me. Um, my final thought to share for the, with the BDPA members as well as our sponsors um, your support of the local chapter programs that, that are executed in your area as well as the uh, annual competition is greatly appreciated. Um, your support allows us to be successful each and every year and in most cases month to month. And we look forward to your continued support as we continue to uh, impact these students and, and help them grow and give them skills that they might not otherwise have. Wow, Michelle, that was really wonderful, and I really appreciate both you and Matthew um, stepping up and just sharing an unedited uh, version, a continuous version of your perspective of being BDPA leaders. Um, So thank you again uh, for serving as the high school computer competition coordinator on the national level for BDPA, and I really look forward to seeing you and all the teams at the National Conference coming up in August. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I do want to take a moment again to say thank you so much for Matthew Lampkin, Chapter President of BDPA Hartford, uh, for kicking off the show and really giving us an in-depth picture of some of the successes, the challenges, and really the benefits of BDPA and how it impacts so many lives across the country. 
as we wrap uh, up the show for tonight, I'd like to bring on Wayne Hicks. And Wayne is going to give us the BETF update. And we're just going to spend a few minutes uh, reflecting on some of the highlights of uh, the iRadio show guest. Wayne, welcome again to the show. How are you this evening? I'm outstanding, Fran, and very uplifted by hearing the um, the visionary words and the and the deeds of both Matthew and Michelle. I agree. It's really exciting. So, what's um, both uh, Matthew and Michelle referenced the ETF? Um, what's been happening in the last month in your organization, and what news do you have to share for our listeners? You know, I like to. At some point during the day, it seems like each each day over the last month or so, I've, I've um, been able to to say the phrase that today was a good BDPA day, and and it comes for a variety of reasons. I mean, today is a good BDPA day because of hearing what uh, you and and Matthew and Michelle have to share. Um, there's been good BDPA days recently for the Cincinnati chapter. Um, they're they're coming towards the end of a 12 uh, week. Um, techie camp where where uh, the foundation has worked with the local chapter and with a local elementary school to train 21 third through sixth graders or to, to uh, after school on Thursdays um, with six adult volunteers and teaching them things like binary numbers and 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 uh, blogging and and uh, web development even at that young age and so you know watching those young people the the joy that they have you know running into that classroom each thursday um afternoon after their regular schooling to take part of that stem experience has made you know it's been really a, a, a enjoyable um it was a great day a little last week in in south carolina columbia south carolina where they had their their uh basically an it showcase they brought together about uh, 20 kids from local high schools in the area and the kids were able to present on research that they had done in in a um, with one of the sponsors called Itology in one of the, in their brand new, very state of the art building. And so that was a good day in South Carolina to watch those young people do what they do. Um, it's going to be a great BDPA day in New Jersey in a few weeks. Um, they're having their ninth annual Families in Technology Day. And Fran, what they do is they they will go to a local. Um, site and there will be uh, literally over 100 families that will show up for workshops and for and for um, you know, a little career. There will actually be career booths from local uh, recruiters that are looking for to hire folks for internships and for regular jobs. And um, one of the best parts about that is that uh, local companies in the in the Newark, New Jersey area have donated two BDPA laptops, which will be given to families that are at that Families in Technology Day. And so well, that will that be a, a great fantastic. It's a it's a wonderful experience. Prudential Insurance and Johnson and Johnson and others have have made that happen. And, and this is now the ninth year that that chapter has brought together the the in kind donations of real laptops that will allow uh, families that don't have access that would not have otherwise had access at the home to get to the internet and to get to the computer based training and like and the like. They'll now have that after attending that BDPA event. Um, so, you know, that's one of those those great day things. It was a great day last week. Uh, President Obama uh, reached out, and during Volunteer Service Week, um, he announced that the, that a Presidential Volunteer Service Award was going to a Twin Cities chapter member, one of our um, HSCC coordinators, a gentleman by the name of Michael Wolf, was honored for his commitment to community service in 2011. 
for the work that, that he's done with individuals as part of the uh, high school computer um, competition. Michael's trained over 100 high school students, including both of his sons, um, over the course of the last few years, and it's, it's, it's glorious to know that, you know, BDPA and our foundation and, and volunteers like Michael, not only that they're making a difference, but that they're being recognized, and in his case, being recognized by the President, you know, of the United States. And I guess the last thing that I'll say that, that, you know, caused me to say it was a good BDPA day was um, my home chapter, the Cincinnati chapter, uh, successfully received uh, through the foundation a $15,000 grant. Uh, so they received $15,000 in funding from Procter & Gamble, um, and that funding will be used to support the um, ongoing uh, STEM experiences that BDPA Cincinnati is providing to young people from uh, third grade up through high school. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always a joy to be part of the foundation and part of BDPA and what's going on. And it's a joy that we have this iRadio show where some of these stories we can begin to kind of spread and share with, you know, others uh, across the Internet, and so which makes it across the globe. That's so true, Wayne. And, you know, one of the things that's exciting is you, through the work, you and through the work of volunteers, have begun to take the show and put it on YouTube um, so that people can see it in various forms. So we're really fortunate that we've got the talent and we're able to share the talent. And I would like to, again, thank everyone who was part of the show, um, Emeraldo Gallimore, behind the scenes, really coordinating and making sure that our guests feel welcome and that everything is on point. Um, Matthew Lampkin, Chapter President of BDPA Hartford. Michelle Cook, High School Computer Competition Coordinator for National BDPA. Of course, our very own Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of BETF. And I would like to encourage everyone who is listening, if you have not already registered for the National Conference, to put that on your calendar, to visit uh, www.bdpa.org to make sure that you are reserving and registering for the National Conference coming up in August. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Our next BDPA iRadio show will be aired the second Tuesday of the month, which is May the 8th, 2012. And I'm your host, Fran McNeil, and I look forward to hearing you uh, and seeing you on the next show. Have a great two weeks, and we'll be back. BDPA iRadio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPA iRadio show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio links business, education, and technology.